Welcome to the Texas Wine Scene Podcast, the most up-to-date information to help you prepare for your wine tasting weekend. I'm Mike, your Texas Wine Scene Correspondent, bringing you all the wine happenings in and around the great state of Texas, from the high plains to the hill country. If you love Texas wine, you've come to the right place. Let's take a trip. Thank you for joining me on the Texas Wine Scene Podcast. I am your host, your Texas Wine Scene correspondent, Mike Cole, bringing you all the wine happenings in and around the great state of Texas. If you are a subscriber to the podcast, thank you so much for returning and tuning in for this week's episode. And if you are new to the podcast, thank you for stopping by to check us out. We are an information-based podcast supporting and sharing wine events, tastings, and industry news from around the great state of Texas. So I hope you enjoy the content. And if you do, please, please consider subscribing and sharing the podcast with all your wine loving friends. It helps to continue to spread the word about the podcast and keeps everyone informed about current wine related events. Also, please follow me on my socials at Texas Wine Scene on Instagram and Texas Wine Scene on Facebook, where you will see all the posts about upcoming events for the weekend. I have a great winery tour recording I'm excited to share with you this week, so let's jump right into the wine events for the weekend. But first, let's check the weather. The North Texas wine growing region will have high temperatures of 81 degrees with low temperatures of 51 degrees. The Texas High Plains wine growing region will have high temperatures of 78 degrees with low temperatures of 42 degrees. The West Texas wine growing region will have high temperatures of 70 degrees with low temperatures of 44 degrees. The Gulf Coast wine growing region will have high temperatures of 81 degrees and low temperatures of 62 degrees. And the Texas Hill Country wine growing region will have high temperatures of 78 degrees with low temperatures of 56 degrees. Join Fall Creek Vineyards and Driftwood as they celebrate Texas Independence Day on Saturday, March 2nd from 1 to 5 p.m. They will be remembering the Alamo by pouring their Fall Creek Vineyards Mission San Antonio de Valero Cabernet Sauvignon. This is a special commemoration of the heroes who historically fought for Texas freedom at the Battle of the Alamo. Le Sturgeon Seafood Food Truck will be on site to serve up delicious bites and the lovely Christine Renner will be providing the musical sounds for the evening. So head on out to show your support for all the heroes that paved the way. For more information on this event, visit their website at fcv.com. Come on out and enjoy an afternoon at the Blue Lotus Winery in Seguin for their wreath-making event on Sunday, March 3rd from 2 to 4 p.m. Hang out with Beverly as she provides all the materials and instructions on how to craft the perfect wreath 
So bring all your gal pals out for a glass of wine and a good time. For more information on this event, visit their website at bluelotuswinery.com. Join Lost Draw Sellers on Sunday, March 3rd from 12 to 3 p.m. for their 2024 annual Crawfish Boil. Savor the flavors of Louisiana in the heart of Texas filled with the zest of Bayou Boiled Crawfish. Live music from Zodico Blanco and a refreshing glass of Lost Draw wine at this exciting Cajun culinary wine event. Kids are welcome at this event and their ticket purchase includes crawfish or hot dog and a drink. But no wine short stuff. Kids under three do not require a ticket for this event. Guests can elevate their experience by reserving a VIP table where you and seven of your closest friends can enjoy true Southern hospitality at this annual wine event. While enjoying front row access to your private tent, your dedicated server will tend to your every need and provide three bottles of Lost Draw wine to pair with your unlimited crawfish. For more information on this event, visit their website at LostDraw.com. Join Whistling Duck Winery as they celebrate their 10th anniversary Saturday, March 2nd from 12 to 7 p.m. They will have free barbecue Sundays, an anniversary cake, and live music by Nathan Colt Young Band from 2 to 5 p.m. For more information on this event, visit their website at WhistlingDuckWinery.com. Are you ready for some Texas wine education? Well, how about registering for the Texas Wine Ambassador Certification course at the Texas Hill Country Wine Academy on March 3rd from 9.30 to 5 p.m.? This course is a single-day interactive course that focuses on the application of Texas wine theory to the consumer. They will discuss patterns in Texas wine species and varieties, geology, regions, climate, all while learning what Texas wine looks and tastes like. Nine wines will both complement the course and guide a discussion about food and wine pairing. The course culminates in a multiple choice exam, which requires 60% to pass. A certificate and lapel pin are awarded upon completion. For more information on this course, visit their website at Wines. Dot com. And for the final event for the weekend, head on out to Georgetown, Texas for the 14th annual Georgetown Swirl on Saturday, March 2nd from 530 to 830 p.m. The Georgetown Swirl will include tastings from Texas wineries, as well as amazing food from local restaurants located inside the fabulous downtown retail shops. Each attendee will receive a commemorative tasting glass and will have their choice of 10 wine samples and a tasting at each of the participating restaurants. The retail locations will have swirl shopping specials for all the guests, so treat yourself to a few things while you're swirling around downtown. The wineries that will be pouring at this event include 12 Fires Winery, Bimarosa Vineyard and Winery, Fiesta Winery, Flat Creek Estate Winery and Vineyard, the Georgetown Winery, Grape Creek Winery on the Square, Lost Draw Cellars, Pebble Rock Cellars, Stone Ledge Winery, Thirsty Mule Winery, and William Chris Vineyards. 
And that's your wine events for the weekend. Stay tuned for your music lineup for the weekend up next. Augusta Venn Winery starts off the music lineup for the weekend with Dr. Jazz on stage Friday, March 1st from 2.30 to 5.30 p.m. Hunter Billingsley will take the stage on Saturday, March 2nd from 2 to 5 p.m. And Sunday, Dylan Havens will take the stage from 2 to 5 p.m. as well. Becker Vineyards will host Mark Dennison on stage Saturday, March 2nd from 1 to 4 p.m. Bell Springs Winery has a great lineup of music planned, starting with Megan Tubb on stage Saturday, March 2nd from 3 to 6 p.m., followed by Trevor Helt on Sunday from 12 to 3 p.m., and Sam Pace on Sunday from 3 to 6 p.m. as well. Bending Branch Winery will host Tyler Cannon on stage Sunday, March 3rd from 2 to 5 p.m. Dry Comel Creek Vineyards will have Colton's Ken on stage Friday, March 1st from 5 to 8 p.m. and Tony Taylor on Saturday from 2 to 5 p.m. Fall Creek Vineyards will let Christine Renner assume the musical duties on Saturday, March 2nd from 1 to 5 p.m. Fiesta Winery on 290 gets the party started with Steve Feinstein on Saturday, March 2nd from 3 to 6 p.m. Flat Creek Estate Winery will let Austin Hall rock the house on Saturday, March 2nd from 2 to 6 p.m., followed by Jake Sherrard on Sunday, March 3rd from 1 to 5 p.m. Hawk Shadow Winery will host the Heart Collectors on Sunday, March 3rd from 3 to 6 p.m. High Metal Winery will let Julian Escobedo jam out Saturday, March 2nd from 2 to 5 p.m. Lost Draw Winery will host Zadico Blanco on stage Sunday, March 3rd from 12 to 3 p.m. William Chris Vineyards has a triple header music lineup for the weekend, starting with Bruce Smith on stage Friday, March 1st from 1 to 5 p.m. James Cooks takes over on Saturday, March 2nd from 1 to 4 p.m. And Anthony Wright on Sunday, March 3rd from 1 to 4 p.m. as well. Paranala Cellars will host Bruce Salmon on stage Saturday, March 2nd from 1 to 5 p.m. St. Trifon Farm and Vineyards will host the beautiful Noel on stage Sunday, March 3rd from 2 to 5 p.m. Spicewood Vineyards will let Eric Benacourt heat things up on Saturday, March 2nd from 2 to 5 p.m. Texas Heritage Vineyards will have Mike Blakely on stage Friday, March 1st from 2 to 4 p.m. and Walt Wilkins on Saturday, March 2nd from 2 to 4 p.m. The Texas Wine Collective will have Nick Austin on stage Saturday, March 2nd from 1 to 5 p.m. Torna Locks will host the popular Wake Eastman on stage Saturday, March 2nd from 2 to 5 p.m. Whistling Duck Winery near Houston will have Trey Yinger on stage Friday, March 1st from 5 to 8.30 p.m. And the Nathan Colt Young Band on Saturday, March 2nd from 12 to 7 p.m. Busted Oak Cellars will rock the house with Jack and Hayden on stage Saturday, March 2nd from 3 to 6 p.m. 
Moody Family Wines will set the mood with the Johnny Helm Band on Friday, March 1st from 6 to 8.30 p.m. And Gypsum and the Travelers will take the stage on Saturday, March 2nd from 6 to 8.30 p.m. as well. Rowdy Creek Ranch Winery will raise the roof with the talented Covey on stage Friday, March 1st from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. And Wheelhouse on Saturday, March 2nd from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. as well. And West Sandy Creek Winery will close out the music lineup with Mike Gallo on stage March 2nd from 4 to 7 p.m. And Greg Day on Sunday, March 3rd from 2 to 5 p.m. And that's your music lineup for the weekend. Stay tuned for Did You Know? Did you know that there's a new hot culinary and beverage tourist destination in the heart of the Texas Hill Country? It's called Arch Ray Resort. I recently had the pleasure of being invited to a media event to tour and learn all about this amazing resort. Arch Ray is a full service resort that includes the 1894 Ranch to Table Restaurant, Paul B. Distillery, Ogle Brewery, and Arch Ray Winery. It has a conference center, an RV park, and a live music venue called the Living Tree Amphitheater. Arch Ray Resort is a dream that grew from the success of the Baxter family that owns the Fiesta Winery Enterprises, with four locations which include La Meta, Texas, Fredericksburg, Texas on Main Street, Fredericksburg on Wine Road 290, and Marble Falls. The 1894 Ranch to Table Restaurant is a fine dining restaurant that brings the freshest ingredients from the Baxter family ranch. From the pasture to the plate, you will surely have an unforgettable experience. Led by winemaker Weston McCoury, Arch Ray Winery produces a selection of white, rosé, red, and dessert wines made with Texas-grown grapes. The Ogle Brewery has a wide selection of craft beers from light ales to lagers and complex IPAs. They offer six beers on tap, which are periodically rotated. The full-scale Paul B. Distillery, with a German-made hybrid pot and column steel, produces a variety of spirits from bourbon, gin, vodka, and rum. The Living Tree Amphitheater is the largest music venue in the Texas Hill Country, which can accommodate up to 7,000 guests. The Arch Ray Resort has world-class accommodations, including a Wyndham Hotel and Conference Center with 130 rooms, a stunning RV park with beautiful landscaping, river access, and turf lawns. Those are just a few highlights and amenities you can expect to experience at Archray, but let's hear more about this awesome resort from Shane and Rocky the dog. A little bit more about the family history. Uh, the Arch and Archrays, my middle name's Archie. It's been the same for like six generations. And my, my, my dad's side of the family, very central Texas, just west side of Lempasas County. Um, we've lived there for over 150 years. 
it is uh that is where actually the beef um for the restaurant comes from comes off our ranch uh that's actually what we're known for we're known for farming horses cows things like that kind of lucked into the whole alcohol thing you know booty thought uh and so we actually have a wagyu ingus cross um so that is actually bred and, and raised on the ranch they're right on the banks of the colorado river um so it's a very beautiful tranquil environment and um that's also where we have our vineyard as well and we also uh, have that history it's still and kind of everything you do so you can see a little touch of western here and there but we're not over the top of it you know um i mean my dad is my dad just dresses they dresses but you know wranglers and all uh and my mom's side of the family, uh, my grand- great-grandfather's name was Ray Ogle, and that's the, where my sister got her middle name from. He had a ranch that was sold and became part of Big Bend National Park. So the Ogle Brewery is got this very fun, eclectic West Texas vibe. Uh, think uh, Alpine, Marfa, Balmeray, Fort Davis, kind of that area. Um, and it has a really cool history. So that kind of ties in. And then the Paul B. Distillery, that's Again, that's an homage to my grandfather's heritage. Uh, that was his original stud horse from the 50s, where he's had hundreds of sires that um, are award-winning cutting horses. Um, and uh, just that very just true, gritty, earthy, just real cowboy, like last of a dying breed. Um, and so it, it's kind of a, a throwback to that. And so you have all these stories and all these things, and we try to tie it together with, with who we are with alcohol and having a good time. All right, guys, we're going to do this tour a little backwards uh, than what I normally do. Normally, I kind of go around through the back of the house and end up here. Uh, but tonight, since uh, apparently y'all want to eat dinner, we're going to end up back in the same room. <laughs> and so that way we can finish uh, finish eating. Um, so we're standing on the back porch. Obviously, you see we have this custom color. It's kind of homage to our original uh, winery, which is Fiesta Winery. Uh, kind of has a touch of blue in it. Turquoise, kind of reminiscent of sky blue from the early turn of the century. We also have our amphitheater. Um, you can see it's kind of lit up the center stage there. It's over 2,600 square foot. It can do some of the largest bands. Matter of fact, speaking of large bands, we're actually going to have one in April. Um, so I just found out today we are going to have the Google Dolls. So, yeah. so we're going to have uh, them. We have switch foot pending. They're not 100%. So they're also in play as well. And we also have a second day, which will be Corey Morrow, Kyle Parks, and one other cat. So we're going to have one day rock, one day country, and it's going to be the day before and the day of the eclipse. Because since it's crazy, we're going to add to the craziness, right? So wait, you arranged <laughs> an eclipse to show up for your concert? <laughs> no, I yeah. wish. That's pretty cool. I <laughs> wish. I, w- I will do anything to make sure this is successful. Only if they play Dark Thunder. <laughs> uh, that, that is an awesome idea. I'm going to ask that. so yeah so i think we're gonna be we're gonna be able to do fun things like that our first concert was actually in december um so our first concert ever we're trying to just celebrate take a moment and take a step back for what we've accomplished over the last three years uh so we ended up bringing in scott Stapp, the lead singer of creed he came in and we had it was amazing guys phenomenal um so we had about a thousand people show up we only had 20 days to advertise i feel like that was a decent success uh for that and um you can see that we're, we're, we still got a ways to go on some things, but we can actually hold up to 7,500 people in this amphitheater. Yeah. Um, 
And so we can do larger events. Uh, now for this one, because of all the weirdness with the Eclipse, we're going to do kind of an elevated VIP event. So we're going to reduce it down to about 3,500 people only. We're going to charge a little bit more for the ticket prices to offset it and just give people good intimate, um, I, I would say, escape. So where they don't, where they can come hang out, enjoy the food. We're going to have all the alcohol, of course, and everything else. And we thought it'd be too overwhelming. And in that way, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's a very often that you can get a band of this size with that intimate of a, of an atmosphere. Um, and so I think that to me, that's worth the premium. Um, so I think I'm trying to set it right around $200 average for both days. Well, so have a special me, eclipse menu. You're going to make any special beer or cocktails or yeah, yeah. Uh, so, dishes. You know, funny you mentioned that. So we do have an artist out of Pennsylvania that actually custom draws a lot of our stuff. He's actually custom drawing the logos for our beer cans and our RTDs, which we'll have ready to go. We're going to do a dark and stormy, but it's going to be the eclipse 2024 Fredericksburg, Texas in black and white and have all the stuff and he's going to hand draw it all. And so that's going to be on every can that you have. It's going to be just for the Eclipse. That's one of the cool things we can do. Um, we can adapt to every larger event and every concert that we do. Even if you want to do a private event, we can do these labels and we can do things and have fun with it. Um, so now that I know that we are confirmed the band, I'm going to call their manager up and say, hey, uh, can we do an Iris logger? And a portion of the proceeds goes to whatever charity they want. You know what I mean? So we can we can have fun with it and do things that um, a lot of other places and venues can't uh, because we're able to make things. Um, and, and I think that, to me, Archray embodies the creative and spirit. If you have talent, if you're an artisan, if you're somebody who does something, just creates. We want to, to embody that and have people experience it and share those memories together. And so, to me, that's what... Um, that that's why we've done what we've done. Uh, and so once we get established a little bit more, I'm hoping we can keep doing this over and over. And so I'm actually looking at y'all cats to help me out with some of that stuff. So uh, just to say one or two good things about me here and there. And uh, may, maybe we can get some contact with Matt and I can kind of be like, Hey guys, I need help with this concert because my parents are freaking out and I'm kind of sort of freaking out too. And this is like new to us. We're good at doing the alcohol part, but this is like unknown territory, you know? And, Mm-hmm. I, you know, and this is a personal favorite band of mine. I mean, this, how can you not enjoy the Google Balls, right? So, uh, guys, so that's what we have here. Um, we're going to go through the barrel room, which is going to be one of our VIP locations. Um, it was actually the first building we finished. We actually finished this building almost two and a half years ago. Yep. So we actually built this, like I said, about two and a half years ago. This this was done first. Okay. And so it's actually a, a, a real barrel. We actually use it for industrial. I mean, we do have the, the floor grates as the industrial, um, but now it's our members area. And so it's our elevated bar. So we have beer that you can try here that's not served because it's our experimental stuff. So we'll have like double smoked bourbon barrel lager or something like that that um that there actually is one on there i don't know which one it is but there's one one like that right. and then um you kind of have this feel that uh th- this place is kind of going to be more of a lounge environment for people who are the members yeah. and uh, we also can rent it out we can hold up to 200 people at a time so it gives us a nice nice deal so it uh yeah i learned a lot from this building um was a facility built in section along the way or was it all built at the same time? So we did the RV park first 
And then we did this next. It took us 11 months to build this. This is uh, right at 5,600 square feet. No, 7,200 square feet. It's 78 by 78, whatever that ends up being. I don't know the square footage anymore. But anyways, and so we built this, and then it took us 18 months to finish that. And so, and then now we're going to be, you know, going into construction again to do the hotel part. It'll be another 18 months, two years with that. So, guys, this is a, this is a little homage to my ancestry. This is my grandfather on the left side with Paul B. And then that's Ray Ogle. So you can see where the, the arch and the ray come from. Yeah. So a very strong Texas history. Do you know what bar he's in? On the what? 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 Do you know where venue he's at, right? Yeah, he's in Alpine, Texas. He's at a bar in Alpine, Texas. It was actually taken for, I think it was on Time magazine. Like it's a, it was a, like, that's the reason why it looks so clean. Cause it was a high professional yeah. photographer in the forties. He captured the essence. Of yeah. That. I missed it. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Is that what we're calling it? Or what is the this official? Is just, this is just the barrel room. Oh, just the barrel room. Yeah. This is just for members uh, to come and enjoy. This was our first tasting room. Okay. And so we actually have like our beers on tap or just like for our experimental stuff. So it's not really open for the public. Huh? And um, it's also a rentable space. We can rent, we can have a 200 people in the room. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's got a lot of rooms. I don't like private rooms. It's bar. It's. Yeah, this pool uh, made out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell it has its own little feel. I mean, this was in the throes of COVID when we built this, so we were just getting the materials we could find. <laughs> Though, funny yeah. enough, that tap came from Belarus. Right. I don't think I can get those anymore. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I found it on a deal, and I ended up buying it through Etsy, and I was like. I'll try it. It ended up being really nice. So I was like, oh, that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I want to let y'all know about another phase we have concurrently uh, being built at the same time. We bought the property next door and we actually are installing a 244 freestanding condominium regime. Next door, essentially, it's a three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,500-square-foot uh, custom-built cabins. We've already sold 70% of the lots. Um, it has its own clubhouse, resort-style pool, and it's connected with the bridge that will be connected over here on this area as well. And it'll be a golf cart community with private gates, security, everything. And it is short-term rental-friendly. And it has a management uh, team on site ready to rent out. So we've had a lot of investors uh, come in and buy and inquire and so out of the 244 units, 244 lots with all the cabins and everything, we essentially will have um, at any given time with just with this part, five to 600 people on the property. And then when we add the hotel component to it, you'll have six to 800 people at any given time on the property. So it, it ends up creating this full resort environment that's uh, tied in very well with the alcohol and the community and with the hill country. So. Um, it, you can tell that we've done a lot of customization. Um, again, we're the developers. We're building a lot of the stuff ourselves. So we're very heavy in construction again. Um, apparently that's something we like to do or it just, you know, we do what needs to be done. 
Um, it's uh, a lot of work, but really excited about it. We're actually, when you drive back by, when you cross the river, you actually see the wall. The wall's already been built. The infrastructure's being put in at this moment, and it is being built. So it'll probably be built, and it'll be done by, in full, I would say, quasi-functional by the end of this year. Wow. Really? Yeah. So we will have cabins active by May. What's the average cost of that? Yeah. So the average, um, the average cost per for the lots, or we call them units legally, um, two hundred twenty-five thousand just for the unit or the lot itself is the average sales price at the moment. It's creeping closer to two fifty because of the, um, like I said, we only have thirty percent left, so we have more of the premium ones left, right. mixed in with some of the, the less expensive ones. <laughs> um, essentially, when we build it, the cost per build uh, for this custom. I would say semi-custom cabins that are designed to be rented out. So that means it is not a residential-style construction. It's more commercial-driven. It's to be able to withstand the wear and tear of people coming in and do all the rental stuff. So uh, you're looking at more of that 240 to 260 a square foot, and it's got, like, the super showers. It's got all the stuff, all eight-foot-tall windows and doors, all that stuff. It's it's a little bit more elevated. So um, all in, you're still under with what the market in this area um, is and so that's my goal. So one comes in, they invest with us, they reap the rewards, and we all we all benefit. So when we put on a concert, when we put on a wedding event, when we have whatever going on, that can be rented out as part of that package as well. So it's a one stop shop, and they get a piece of it, we get a piece of it, and everyone wins. So yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. And uh, the cool thing is, it's all centered around making alcohol because I mean that's what Fredericksburg's about. So, <laughs> so hey guys, speaking of making alcohol, let me show you what's happening next. So as y'all can see, we actually do produce everything here on site. Um, we have anywhere from a fifteen to a thirty barrels operation, so we can do five hundred to a thousand gallons um, at a time. You can see that we have our own canning line, which is, that's what we use mainly. We actually bought this thing just for concerts and events. So we can do again, that customization. Um, we don't really wholesale anything. It's all designed for here for the resort. So, um, and we're really trying to incorporate everything we do as much as possible, um, on site. Cause I think, again, that's that artisan driven environment that we try to do. It starts here. This is what we're about. And this is what we do. Um, we actually make our beers, and all of our distilled stuff here on site. Uh, the wine is actually made on the ranch, which is an hour north of here where the where the vineyard's at. We have another 16,000 square foot production facility there that does nothing but wine. So um, right now, currently, we have almost a thousand barrels of nothing but archway reds. So we, uh, we, we've we been doing that. We, uh, they, we started that, what, four years ago, five years ago, Dad? So when we started setting that aside, so it's our state-grown stuff, our premium crops. Um, we have at least 110 acres on a contract from different growers up in the panhandle, which I know you've heard that hundred. Hey buddy. Where have you been? <sighs> so anyways, so we can have uh Rocky wanted to have something to say too. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for his close up. <laughs> so anyway, so we can, uh, so, I mean, that's something that we've done. Um, we, we cut our teeth in the wine industry. That's where we learned and we've expanded and, We've been, we've had businesses here for the last 10 years. And so this was born out of a vision of what we thought Fredericksburg needs next. And so we, we saw it evolving uh, to something that is very uh, hands-on where you have an interactive experience with the consumer. 
Um, you have a lot of these people and it, there's nothing gets it. Like we've all been there. We go in, you go in this um, pre-made metal building, you sit down, you get served some wine. Our grapes are grown in the pan. And, okay, cool. And then that's your experience. You know, you get to try it or whatever. We really wanted to have where people can walk through, see what's going on, have, you know, festivals, events, all sorts of things happening while at the same time being open. Because a lot of the places don't have the size or the manpower to be able to handle an event in here, an event here, an event here while being open for regular business. They typically have to shut things down early or do all these other things to try to accommodate. Um, we're one of the few places in this area that can accommodate. I mean, we had a party of what, 55 people? Last week, yeah. Yes, sir. We so have a group of 80 coming in uh, next week. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we can do larger events and do things like that. And I think that that's something that is in our skill set. Um, where Whereas I think a lot of the people in this area, a lot of business in the area, I know for a fact, A, they can't handle it. B, they don't want to handle it. And especially on the restaurant side, there I know restaurants here that say no more parties of five or more. They won't accept you for five more. They'll break you up. And so we, we get people eight, 10, 12 all the time. Just want to sit down, enjoy it. Because, you know, when you have your family and get together, you're celebrating something. Say you're catching up with a bunch of yeah. alums from your college. You, you want to share that experience with everybody. Yeah. And so, it, and what better place to do it here than a one-stop shop, right? This is nice. So speaking of which, let's go around the corner. We're not done yet. Excuse the mess. We're in the middle of rum making season, so mm. we're 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 trying to make rum, and and it's right. well, it's not as fun in the winter. It doesn't really flow like it's supposed to. So they've been having problems trying to get it from the syrup into the into the still. So, um, as you can see, this room house, this is our fifteen barrel room house setup. It is steam generated, so we actually have steam generator. Um, this is our still. It's a five hundred gallon still. So it, it will run and operate, and essentially it runs four or five days a week, just constantly just going. Um, and so we, we've had fun with that. And uh, you can see that uh, our setup is expandable, so we have room to grow. Uh, we anticipate growing because that's what happens with any alcohol project. You, want you run out of room. Yeah, especially when you start adding more and more barrels. Question, how long have you been doing the distilling part? So we've been doing this probably since September. Um, we've been doing a lot of that, and we've been able to do all the clear stuff. Anything that's bourbon drive, we actually had a barrel program with someone else. We started again four years ago mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we kind of see, like, in alcohol industry, you know how long this stuff takes. Okay. And you know that you're going to have to have something somewhere set aside to be able to ride it in the long haul and tell them. Because... I'm a proponent of, of of giving the customer what they want of a higher quality product. At the same time, I also like um, uh, having my margins and making it to where I have like give the customer the experience that they want. And there there is one thing I do want to show you. I'm going to give you all a sneak peek on some of the our labels that we have for our gears. So easy. Whoops. I don't know. No, it's We'll be getting those in their spot. Yes. So y'all will be getting one or the other to go or maybe both. I don't know how, whatever nice. she surprises us with. Yes. So you can okay. see that it actually, this is leftover from the concert. We made it specifically for that. And you can see my grandfather was actually hand drawn on the back. Kind of ties in well. Okay. But the cutting horse. Mm -hmm. Love that. Um, 
next and so on. This is the Yalu. Now, the Yalu is a particular vernacular originated in 1899 from Lantasas, Texas. <laughs> the Yalu is essentially the person um, that's half senseless, half crazy. So kind of a little bit of a redneck, kind of a person who didn't really know any better, really, never really left the county, but not really scared of very much. So it's pretty much the person said, hey, hold my beer and actually pulls it off. <laughs> so, so, hold my Yalu. Yeah. So, yeah. So the Yalu, the Yalu is just a wild, it's, excuse my language, it's a wild son of a bitch from Land Passes. <laughs> and so it's actually a, um, there's actually some tales from World War II and it actually became very well known. Uh, it used to blare on the speakers and during the middle of the battle, calling all Yalus, calling all Yalus. And it was called, it was talking about those crazy SOBs from yeah. Central Texas. <laughs> and, and so they became very well known. Um, the next one, and this was a American lager. It's essentially 3.8, 4.0% uh, alcohol, very light, easy to drink. This is our, the Paisano. The Paisano is our Mexican lager. Um, Paisano Pete is actually from Fort Stockton, Texas. It's the second largest uh, roadrunner statue in Texas, or roadrunner statue in the world. And um, obviously, Paisano means roadrunner in Spanish. So, Maybe. and it, yeah, and again, hand drawn, really cool, hand drawn. This person is actually um, Ray Ogle. This is that picture that was in the barrel roll that he hand drew and put it on there and kind of gave it a nice little feel. And it's meant to be a, kind of a technicolor, so it's meant to yeah. look like it's from the fifties a little bit, mm -hmm. kind of vintage. Yeah. And so this is our black longer. Um, it's called Broken Trees. It's named after the Battle of the Broken Trees, and that is um, Tres Manos with uh, uh, God. What is his name? How big? Jim Bowie. <laughs> so there, there's a battle. Uh, between Tres Manos, which is a in, uh, Comanche Indian, and Jim Bowie over a silver mine that is forever lost in Texas lore. Mm. I think they say it was valued at roughly $10 billion, and they don't know where it's wow. at. So it's somewhere out in West Texas. Um, and then this one is our very eclectic, very out there um, kind of punk. It's our rabbit eye saison. It's a very just fun, playful uh, and we joke, you can see the the silver build over there. If you know our brewmaster, Jerry, looks like his spirit, so we give him hard time. He's <laughs> playing around. <laughs> so in Rabbit Eyes, actually, the blueberry from East Texas, because it actually is used with fresh blueberries. It's how it's made. And so mm -hmm. we utilize that name and kind of gave him a name that So enough of the history lessons. Let's go eat dinner. Yeah. Wow, what a fantastic tour. If you haven't had the opportunity to visit Archray, you must put it on your radar for your next trip to the Hill Country. I would like to thank Kristen O'Brien, who is the public relations manager for Big Thirst Marketing, for inviting me out to this event. Also, Brian Manconi, the general manager of Archray, and his team for their wonderful hospitality. It was truly a fantastic experience. Well, that would do it for this week's episode. Thank you for joining me. I'm Mike Cole, your Texas Wine Scene Correspondent, and I look forward to seeing you next time on the Texas Wine Scene. Cheers. 
For more in-depth information on the wineries mentioned in this episode, visit the Texas Wine Lover website at txwinelover.com or the Texas Wine Lover app. There you will be able to find a vast amount of information about Texas wineries and wine-related businesses. You can search for information such as winery hours, grape varieties, food options, pet and kid-friendly wineries, and much, much more. So visit their website at txwinelover.com. That's txwinelover.com. Also, please leave us a review and share the podcast with all your wine-loving friends. Cheers. Cheers.